What's up? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. We're a group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me, as always, from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. What's up, everybody? And joining me, we've got a, a recurring guest. I think you've been on maybe once or twice. Ian is at a, is at a bachelor party. Uh, so he is, he is unfortunately unavailable, but in his place, we've got uh, Yankshaft legend Dean. Hey, hey, hey. Coming to us from the hills of North Carolina. It's wherever, like, the, the Centennial Park bomber was hiding out. I think that that's, that, that's right about where Dean's at. Yeah, it's somewhere the, out there. It's for the China spy balloon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're it. off to a, a, just a cracking start here today. How uh, how we doing, lads? How was, uh, I know we're, we're a, a week behind, but, you know, life happens. Uh, how, was, how was your uh, race-watching experience last week? You know, getting back into the F1 season. I missed it terribly. I I waited until right going up to the season to start watching Drive to Survive just to get the juices going. And I was texting you about it. I was like, oh, man, that that dirty Gunther is saying all those mean <laughs> things about Mick. <laughs> I was also, all we saw up. Gunther uh, jet skiing on a lake near the undisclosed location where Dean is going live from right now. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I've been in that lake multiple times. It's Lake Norman. All the famous people out there are on it, and it's kind of cool to see Gunther out there because he's repping North Carolina. That's where Haas is headquartered. You're our, you're our eyes on the ground from, from yeah, here on out. I'm going to have to go scope the place out and give a <laughs> Yank Shaft exclusive. <laughs> we need it. We desperately need it. Johnny, how about you? How was it? Oh, man. You know, I... Any weekend with Formula One racing is better than, a, you know, a weekend without it. So I was I was right in my element there, dude. I got up yes, bright and sir. early, got up bright and early all weekend. Watched every every minute, every second of uh, you know content I could consume, and and man, uh, it felt good. Um, uh, do we is F one's big three maybe a big four now? What's up? Do you guys uh, do you guys see the same race I did or? Is, is Ferrari Oof. still in the big three slash big four? You, you <laughs> That's said the question. Any, That's another you said debate. Any weekend, yeah. with, uh, any weekend with Formula One is a, is a good weekend. Unless you uh, were just harping on a podcast two weeks ago that it was Ferrari's year and they were finally going to break through and stop with all the nonsense. That's the only time where it's not a good weekend to have Formula are One. You, but are, I, you, are, are you saying that it's nonsensical that Charles Leclerc is taking a grid penalty? On the second race. All right, yeah, let's let's year. just get right into it since this yeah. podcast is coming out. Yeah, uh, a few days before the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix uh, 2023, Charles Leclerc already confirmed to have a 10-place grid penalty for, uh, I believe, the control electronics. Uh, not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, they That is this what they replaced uh, before the race. So they were already on their last allocation of that part. And then he still had to retire from the race because of the same part failing. Um, I guess the bright side, if you're Ferrari, is that, like, it, it it couldn't have been any funnier of a start to the season, like, any more pathetic. So it's got to be all uphill from here as to, to having your, uh, you know, championship contending driver bow out of the race with the same part that you just fixed the night before. Like, could it could it get any worse other than just if they finish sixth, right? Like, this is kind of worst-case scenario. I mean, it absolutely is a horrid start. And the worst part about it is you don't know who to point the finger at. You don't know who to blame. They have, a, you know, Fred Vasseur is it's his first year on the job. He's only been there a couple months. 
they have a new uh, head strategist. You know, they they've had some turnover with the team, so it's definitely that definitely plays a part in it. But you don't you can't really say, oh, it's this guy's fault, like last year when everyone was uh, blaming Benoto. So this year it's a team failure, which we all kind of knew was the problem last year, and it's just it's highlighted early this year, which is really concerning if you're a Ferrari fan like myself. I like to think it it comes from the top down, so, like, leadership would just fix it all, but clearly that's not the case. I mean, they've got, yeah, the Italian media has been having a field day with this. Uh, They've got inside sources saying there's turmoil. I mean, the the, (laughs) everybody in that is involved with the design of that car is like supposedly on the chopping block and Leclerc rumors that he's been that he's considering going to other teams. I mean, it it, it completely where's he going to go? (laughs) Where's he going to go? Where could he go? Look, I mean, I don't think he's going to leave, but that I'm just saying we're one race in and those are already the rumors that, that we're seeing week to week about Leclerc possibly leaving the race. Okay, I know we, we, we let off right with that because, of course, we had to talk about it. What Other other than Ferrari, I mean, even if you want to regurgitate the same stuff, go for it. What what was the, your biggest race takeaway? Sorry, it's our first race recap of the year. You know, we're all rusty. What's your, what's your one main takeaway from the race? Feel free to say the Ferrari stuff again. Dean? Um, I mean, yeah, the Ferrari stuff is definitely concerning, especially the reports coming out early before the grid penalty was even announced was they didn't know it couldn't pinpoint the specific issue that caused it. And now they're changing the whole, uh, what did you say, the power, electrical power? Control electronics, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, there's definitely an issue there mechanically, so... It's a dreadful start for them, but another uh, dreadful start was McLaren. They that, that was that your one. This is one big takeaway, Dean. We got we to hold you to standard here. Is this your one big takeaway? Yeah, I'll take on the McLaren if you guys don't mind because yeah, that no, was just do. that was awful. That you couldn't ask for a worse race for for them. Oscar Piastri, you know, it's their new driver. He's young. He was very successful in Formula Two. It was very successful dramatic everywhere he's been. Yeah. It was yeah. dramatic signing him. I mean, if we, we all remember oh, the whole God. Twitter debacle <laughs> with, I have not signed with Alpine, and yeah. we got to see the behind-the-scenes part of that and Drive to Survive too, which is fresh on everyone's mind. And he gets a DNF, you know, doesn't finish the race. And uh, poor Lando, you know, he, he just goes out there. His car doesn't have any pace. He's getting lapped. It's It was just Awful. Are you saying that the the six stop strategy was not not the best for Lando? You're saying six stops at Bahrain not was, was not what they should have done. You know, I, why did they I keep pitting him again? I don't even remember. Was he having issues with the? Um, oh man, I don't even remember what it was. He was I, he was having issues with everything. Uh, there were so many issues having, we can't remember which one. Steering <laughs> wheel, yeah, because yeah. the Piastri one with the steering wheel was the big one. I saw a, a million memes about the. Uh, the little Microsoft Word, the help bug, you know, the little paper yeah, yeah. thing coming up. Like I think I heard, like they was losing new, new air or like pneumatic uh, pressure or something, or I don't even. Oh yeah, Lando. Yeah, no, they, I, yeah. they have no idea what's going on. So, he di- yeah. he downloaded LimeWire to his steering wheel. Yeah, that's what oh he. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he used Lime. He used the free version of LimeWire to download LimeWire Pro, and then just went down a rabbit hole. And Look, we've all been there. <laughs> Soldier Boy was just blaring through. Yeah. 
DJ Dirty Yellow. Um, anyway, <laughs> it was it was it was simply a different time. Johnny, main main takeaway. Yeah, I mean, just despite all the bad that stood out, please. <laughs> you know, that, that first race weekend, I'd like to highlight a team that that stood out above all the others to me and really impressed. I mean, Fernando Alonso and and Aston Martin. I mean, we, we, we yeah, thank you. I think he deserved a round of applause there. But not just him. We knew how talented of a, of a driver he was. He's a multi-time world world championship winning Formula One race car driver. But for Lance Stroll to to bag himself a P6 right off the bat. I mean, we heard all this. Everyone was talking all this big game about Aston Martin. I brushed it off. I'm sure yeah. you know plenty of others did too. Like okay. Just preseason hype, but I mean, they came out and they showed out, and that was super impressive, man. And uh, Aston Martin's little sneaky, uh, little sneaky uh, dark horse here for for uh, you know. I don't think anyone's going to be pushing the Red Bull because clearly, no. they're still Red Bull. They're not suffering any any penalties from that. You know, I think the George Russell cap. said, and I quote, "They have the championship sewn up." Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah. I know. That's not great to hear after one race. But, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like like last year, and we can talk more about this later, but last year it was the Red Bulls with the mechanical failures and race one. Ferrari looked unstoppable. And we saw that shook out. I think this is different circumstances uh, than it was last year. But it's a long, it's a long season is the point. But uh, this is where I take my victory lap as the only one who took the Aston Martin preseason testing seriously. You, everybody, you and Ian, you, did, you didn't believe in me. I swapped them at the last minute, dude. I you took swapped that shower. Alpine ahead of Aston yeah. Martin. <laughs> I know. At the last minute. Like a moron. Would you like to, to, and to Alpine run that didn't back? have a bad race. Alpine yeah, didn't have no. a bad race. Other than no, Ocon. But, uh, Ocon Gasly. got unlucky. It was yeah. just, you know, everything that could have gone wrong for... <laughs> but for Gasly got the points. Yeah, Gasly got and points. Gasly started way down, didn't he? He was yeah. last, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a bad qualifying session. Uh for sure, but yeah, he, he made his way back uh, back up into ninth, so that, that that was good. But this is yeah, all, my my uh, main takeaway from the season is that uh, Aston Aston is kind of for real, and I I hope that Fernando Alonso uh, maybe can can make a run at it, at least just stay close, even kind of to the end. Because like, have you guys ever been that excited watching a guy finish P three before? No, outside of like a, dude, a, not for a while, not podium. for a long time. He he drove his ass off though, man. That was a, that was a hell of a P three. Like the, the movie yeah, he had on Lewis, that inside Lewis, out. Yeah. It, oh, because Lewis was defending well. George defended yeah. well too. Like early earlier in the race, and yeah. and he it was norm like in last year specifically in the last two years, Fernando was the one doing the crazy defending on the Mercedes who would eventually yep. get past him. And then, yeah. and then it was it was completely flopped, and it was awesome seeing Fernando being the one overtaking the Mercedes, who were on top for for just absolutely so long. So, Max Fernando, uh, go for it. Fernando. Sorry, quick tidbit. Fernando now joins Schumacher as the only other driver with podiums separated by twenty years. Uh, wow! Years. So, so uh, two separate podiums, two decades apart. Johnny That's, uh, bringing the pretty heat impressive with the stats. Keep, keep yeah, I gotta, you know, I've been <laughs> following some, uh, some, some, some Portuguese, uh, some Portuguese outlets on uh, on Twitter. And stuff, All right, so, they're, so we're, we're not sure how reputable that is, but you know, no, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, anyone can pay for a blue check mark these days. So who knows? But. It's fair. That's fair. All right, so where I wanted to go with this, so obviously Red Bull dominated the race. Max won by like uh, he was like 15 seconds ahead of Checo or 12. Uh, was I think like close to forty seconds ahead of the uh, Fernando Alonso, so forty seconds ahead of the the closest non Red Bull. 
Um, so that's that's not very promising. But where I want to go with this is, do, does Fernando Alonso have a chance to win the at, whole driver's at, championship? At what? <laughs> yeah, does chance he have what? a chance to push Max maybe this year? I mean, heck, there's a, you know there's a, a number of drivers who it's a again it's a long season that could potentially push Max, but. After the preseason hype, and I fell into it, I think, I mean, I only picked him, like, third, or maybe fourth even. But after that race, is anyone falling deep enough into the rabbit hole to think that, that maybe he can give him a push? That maybe at the halfway mark, he's he's only, you know, 30 points back or something? It would it would take some extraordinary circumstances, but it's not like it's it's out of the realm of possibility. We would have to see Red Bull make some mistakes, I think, for Aston Martin to be a serious contender at that top spot. But, you know, the original question is, can he push Max? Yeah, absolutely he can. I, I think just being on the track and having all that wealth of experience along with a car that seems to have some, you know, some get up and go this year, I think he can definitely at least make Red Bull a little uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, the, the car looks fast, and we know Fernando's fast. So he, he shouldn't have any problem pushing Max, you know, if the car can stay together and they can string together, you know, s- some good results. I think these next two races, though, are going to be big. Like, the er- early on in the season, I think, you know, you can always make up points on the back end, but it kind of sets the tone for how the rest of the, the year goes. So... So we got Jeddah coming up, and then what's um, what's after Jeddah? Melbourne, I think. So I think it's I think, Melbourne, yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah, we end up in like Miami tests. before too long. That's a, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Baku is after Australia. Okay. Oh, yeah. God, I love I love Azerbaijan. Not as a nation or, you know, for human rights or anything, but just as a, <laughs> as a race. I, I love Azerbaijan. Yeah. Big, big fan here. All right. Let's get into a new segment just for this week only, <laughs> called the Yankshaft Rookie Recap. Ooh. Let's, uh, let's, take a, let's take a look at the rookies. Specifically, I wanted to make sure that we had a segment yes. dedicated to talking about Logan Sargent. God yes. bless America. God bless Logan Sargent. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting weekend. It, was, it wasn't too, uh, too good, but it, it definitely wasn't bad. It, it, I, was, I was ready for him to just be buried near the, the back of the field. He was running in the points before his pit stops for, like, very, very briefly. I was hoping for, like, a disaster, maybe a cheap safety car pit. Um, but an exceptionally good weekend from, from Logan Sargent. Oscar Piastri, uh, very hard to judge what happened this weekend. Uh, and then Nick DeVries would be the only, uh, you know, real rookie rookie debut. Who who had the best the best rookie debut? Yeah, was this segment an excuse for us to praise Logan Sargent? All right. Yes. yes. Look. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll go right off with that. But Logan Sargent, not only did he not embarrass himself and not do poorly, I thought it was a good, a good race yeah. for him. I mean, not not far off the pace of, uh, of Albon whatsoever. Um, and we saw Nicky DeVries, who's a, a talented driver, you know, struggle a, a little bit, struggle more than we saw Logan Sargent do. Are, is it unanimous that Logan yeah. Sargent had the best, uh, the best rookie debut? And uh, how excited are we moving forward? I I am of that sentiment. I agree. I think Logan performed admirably, and if you when you pair that with Williams's performance as a team, I mean, I did not have that in in my book. You know, I mean, they looked impressive. They looked 
faster than the AlphaTauri, which, you know, isn't really saying much, but but they looked better than the McLarens. And, you know, I think Albon said after the race that him and Sargent were running different packages. So for both of them to have worked out as well as they did, I think shows, you know, signs of, of uh, you know, hope uh, for Williams here to come. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's especially interesting because Albon, you know, he came fresh to Williams. Was it last year? Was that his first year back? Curtis? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Albon comes back in, full time, yeah. you know, fresh fresh off a break from last year. And then Logan Sargent is a rookie driver. So they're a very young and maybe not as experienced team, but they're seeming, they're running very well together. And they seem to be on the same page. So I think they're a dark horse, not, not to shake anything up, but, you know, to be best of the worst or bottom of the mid or some somewhere around there, which is better than what they could have hoped for coming into the season. Yeah, Williams uh, sitting on one fat point right now, which is good enough <laughs> for, for seventh place. Uh, dead last as of uh, one week. I, I, like, I barely even brought myself to write up the constructor standings after week one, but... Dead last, back of the pack, McLaren. Mm. Not not a uh, not a good week. We we talked a mm. little bit a little bit about McLaren. How just how worried? Uh, you know, moving on from the the rookie discussion, I guess because Piastri, re- there's not much to say, right? It, it wasn't. We didn't really get a chance to see him, so we'll push his review off another week. Is that fair? I concur. All right, we're calling it fair. So moving on to Williams as a whole. How how worried are we? Because again, I was I was the only one that took their preseason testing failures seriously, and normally you get burned when you make overreactions on preseason testing stuff. But yeah, that car was bad. That was I'm yeah. bringing out the donkey the donkey term again. It was bad. I, I think they proved it on race day. Why you know everyone was saying that <laughs> about the car. I mean. To, to walk away with with no points for a team as ambitious as they are, that's no point. Their highest finisher was seventeenth. And the name, yeah. you know, McLaren is a is a, it's a racing name. It's a racing team. They've been around. They they have recognition. It's definitely got a sting for them to be this bad. And they had a really disappointing year last year. So you know, one year might be an anomaly. Two years we're turning into a trend. So they definitely need to figure it out soon because they don't want to fall into that, you know, back of the train fighting for 10th place position. That's not where they want to be at all, especially considering all the money and resources and everything they've spent. They've got to a get new, to this yeah, point. new factory and all this stuff. Like it's, it's disappointing because they did kind of just, you know, wallow away in mediocrity there for a while. And we looked like they were on their way to a, a return to glory, a return, yep. you know, for the for the name, for the brand. Um, everything was going so well. We had, you know, Lando when he when he spun out in the rain and didn't, you know, and lost in Sochi when he when he kind of had it in his hands. It was, oh, he'll be there. He'll get more chances. Lando Norris, another guy like Charles Leclerc that we're already seeing rumors of where where could Lando Norris go next year. So I mean, our, our I'm gonna gonna put you guys on the spot here. Does McLaren get this corrected this year, or do you think they're, that they're going to finish, you know, sixth or seventh, or do we think they get it they get it taken care of and they finish higher up than that? We obviously do not know the answer to this, but you know, I'm, I'm hoping for some takes. Um, 
Sure, I'll give a hot take. I think they finish worse than sixth or seventh. I, th- I think they finish near the bottom. I think this is going to slide for them. I, I'm not impressed with their car, and I I don't see how many drastic changes they can make to to change it. Um, so I, I think I don't think Piastri is going to get a DNF every race. I think we're going to get to see him battle it out a little bit against some of those back of the grid guys and you know that's fine for him as a rookie but as a team i would be worried if i was mclaren it's hard to get a good gauge on a young talented driver like that if we're not really seeing him battle up in the midfield they're, they're you know battling in the midfield is a, a should be a great showcase for a young talented driver but if they can't even compete with you know the alpines of the world then they've got a major problem on their hands because both of their drivers are will be coveted by pretty much everybody else if they can't give them a car that they can perform decently. Yeah, that's definitely a major worry and concern for McLaren, I would think, because they, they're they taking steps backwards. I mean, last year, the car wasn't that bad. I mean, Lando Norris managed to string together a couple of decent results in that thing, and, and he had, you know, he was steadily getting points all year long, and, you know, it, the car looks like crap man i and you know like it, it was easy for them to kind of brush it off as you know with ricardo struggling and everything to kind of blame him sort of so to speak yeah it was and, if, they, if know, they had two landos they'd be okay yeah, you know but. yeah exactly but uh, now with the rookie driver they, they kind of you know shot themselves in the foot a little bit or you know not, not necessarily for error limited the yeah they painted themselves into yeah. a corner yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, when you go you sign that talented rookie, and I mean steal him from out from under Alpine. I mean you better you better provide him with the goods. And so far through one race, they have not provided him with the goods. And you were saying, you know, people are talking about their drivers. You look at a guy like Oscar Piastri, who it was kind of shady how he came out from under Alpine to get to McLaren, and you know where's he going to go there. It's, I I don't think teams are going to immediately be like, oh yeah, we want this guy, unless someone's really struggling. So well, I mean, I know Alpine he's got to ride this out. Otmar will make sure will do his best to make sure that man never works in Formula One again, if uh, if if it was up to him. But man, just just so much disappointment. Piastri, like when he signed there, I had to think like, oh, McLaren's on the up and up. Yeah, you know, this is going to kind of work out for everybody. And so far, that has not been the case. Hopefully, we can see a little bit more from Piastri, but McLaren. Oh, Johnny said he. I mean, he's putting them down with the, uh, the the bottom of the pack. Hopefully, they can they can get it sorted and at least maybe you know get up into into some good midfield battles. But it's been it just an, an absolute disaster. And we got to even bump them down another spot because clearly Haas are going to come out of nowhere to win this uh, drivers and constructors championships with Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> so everyone's going to have to take a take one step back. It was a. I mean- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Lando finished behind Zhu Guan Yu, uh, for God's sake. I mean, a guy who's, you know, hasn't been disastrous, but hasn't really shown much either. And with, you know, Valtteri Bottas finishing high up in the points, it's, it's you know, it doesn't that is well That is an far. interesting gulf, how Valtteri finished eighth and Zhu was all the way at the back. I, yeah. I, did, I did take notice of that, and... I, I don't think Alfa Romeo should be necessarily worried, but it's definitely something that needs to be considered because 
if one driver is getting this much out of the car, why isn't Joe at least you know competing for that tenth spot? And again, it's, it's been one race, but this is something we talked about in our in our preseason episode. Is that it's kind of a make or break year for Joe. It is, and for you know, there, there's plenty of people that are high on him that that think that this is going to be a big breakout year for him, and I could totally see that happening. But the reality is, this is Formula One. It doesn't always work out. I can I can create. Uh, best case scenario for everyone on the grid if we want everyone to do well, but that's just not how this game plays out. So it, he really did, does need to produce some some results. And when Bottas goes up and puts in a heck of a drive, finishes eighth, and then we've got Joe down in sixteenth, it is a little a little bit uh, concerning for Alfa Romeo. That's kind of all the points I had for for Alpha if we're talking about them. Great drive from Bottas. Yeah, yeah, some bad luck and just. You know, me. I don't want to say mediocre. Some average racing from from Joe, and just kind of placed him, placed him down right near the back. It it, it is what it is with with those Alfa Romeo and AlphaTari are kind of very in similar spots to me. Where because you know Yuki, he finished pretty. He, he finished in eleventh, and then DeVries was DeVries down in fourteen. Yeah. So that's kind of in a similar spot. Uh, not quite as big of a gulf, but you definitely want to see those bottom teams. I I know that there's always going to be a worse team, but you want to see that worse team try to compete with the other bad teams to be out of the basement. Like a relegation I mean, 11 battle. Eleven and fourteen and, is solid for for Alpha or for for Tower and Alpha. Tower, I mean, like all the that's, alphas. That's I uh, yeah, too many too many alphas. Yeah, with, with a couple of DNFs and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's couple, that's couple fine. For them. Like they're they're not going to be competing for for points um, every week, and you know, wow. it, it, I, maybe the the track just didn't suit them. Um, and after the disaster that was last year, um, I thought it was at least Yo. encouraging. Um, DeVries didn't definitely didn't look great, um, but he didn't look bad. No, he didn't so look terrible. I, yeah. So I've got I, – I, I think the potential for Towery is, is still there moving forward uh, for those midfield teams. I, I love the, the, the alpha battle this year. I think we're going to have a real, a real close alpha v. alpha uh, square up on our hands. F versus PH. Who knows? Italy, Italy versus uh, wherever they – wait. What's the other alpha? Are they both Italian or Swiss? There's no way they're – I thought they're – both Italian, but there's no way they're both Italian. So, why would they spell them? F-A is why alpha. they spell them differently? Alpha Romeo. Yeah, but why is I the think other Alpha one Romeo is both a Italian name and Alpha Tari? Al- is alpha a brand. Tari is like a brand. It's like yeah, a, and Alpha Romeo is a name. It's an Alpha Tari like a space thing. Like, uh... <laughs> Jamie, look that yeah. up. <laughs> Jamie, look that up. It took us this long to figure out they're both Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I think you've got a point there. With the the alpha with an F, but is it was that a name? I, don't I, think know, that's man. A, I think that's a name. And then I'm, I'm the really other outing myself. Like with this. I have no idea what I'm yeah, talking about. So I'm just like Alpha Tauri. The, the brand is named after the Alpha Tauri star. There we go. Boom! Space thing. An Alpha oh, Romeo space thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. And then Alpha okay. Romeo, I think, is named after like some Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. Jamie, look that up too while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? Anything? Anything yet? Johnny's taking a sip of his black and uh, it's an It's an acronym for Anonima Lombarda Fabrica Automobili. 
Okay. Which I think that roughly was, translates to uh, well autonomous uh, factory of cars, Lombarda or something like that. Thank God we got a European Lombardi. on this podcast yeah. to, to play the know. Italian. That was very impressive, Johnny. I, that was great. <laughs> you, you caught Dean off guard with that one. Okay, so yeah, here we are, 28 minutes in and, and you know, three seasons into this podcast, and we're just now discovering why the two different Italian alpha teams spell their names the way that they do. Uh yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing else on that. If we're ready to ready to move on, uh, the one, the one thing we haven't talked about yet, and you know, we were eventually gonna have to get there is Mercedes. Oh what yeah, that's what I was moving on too. Yeah, yeah, I bet move on for the alphas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yes. I, was, I was ready to talk about Mercedes. I believe Toto Wolf called it one of his toughest days in racing that he's had, which really shows uh, how blessed he was for those eight seasons. <laughs> um, but. More than that, like they, they, ooh, they really, they really struggled. I mean, they said that. I, I think it's uh, Bahrain's a, a super, uh, like rear limited circuit, and moving forward, they should be, they should be doing better. Uh, but it was a little concerning because I thought that I thought that maybe they were going to be back up after the improvements they showed towards the end of last year. Um, and it doesn't look like they're quite on that on that level. They were getting passed by the Astons pretty routinely. Worth noting, they provide the engines to Aston Martin. So if if you wanna if you wanna beat the whole uh, the whole F1 grid, you gotta beat the guys that you give the engines to. That's that's the first step in the process. <laughs> so are are, are well, we concerned about this, or will things be okay? Well, Mercedes's problem is that they didn't copy Red Bull's car, so you know they could have the same engines, but <laughs> but but you know allegedly. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I think. Alarm bells are kind of ringing prematurely over at Mercedes. I mean, Toto Wolff's talking about changing the car's concept already. Yeah. And, and They've and got upgrades the, the coming next week already. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, I mean, come on. It's, um, you know, I'm sure it's frustrating for him. You know, like you, you mentioned, that guy, he's been at the pinnacle of the sport for the past decade pretty much. Um, so, you know, it's kind of got to be a rude awakening for him to be – Managing a team with two impotent cars that seem to be struggling for pace. Like, One against... year last year, you can you can kind of get past that, but yeah, all like Dean said earlier, two years getting on maybe a trend. trend. Maybe they're not. Yeah. Maybe they're not the dominant force they once were. I mean, P five and P seven, not not bad. But uh, I really thought that we were going to be seeing Lewis fight for some wins this year. So far, I don't know, but they might they might be back this week. That might be might be a hot take for for Saudi Arabia. We'll we'll see when we get to that segment. But I, I'm not too concerned with Mercedes uh, Mercedes just yet. I think it's it's clear that they won't be able to compete with the Red Bull. But I think at this point, the likely scenario is that nobody is able to compete with the Red Bull. Um, but I, I do expect Mercedes to be up there fighting for second in the uh, in the constructors. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there should be any concern. I mean, the first race fifth and seventh yeah it wasn't the ideal situation for them but they had two weeks off they'll you know they they have a whole they finally have a race full of data to work off of so i imagine they'll be able to uh put it together and become competitive so i i wouldn't be too concerned if i was them but you definitely now is the time to figure it out. You don't want to sit there and be like, oh, let's give it a couple more races if there's another problem here in Saudi Arabia. They're trying to get on top of it. Yeah. yeah it's definitely better to be 
proactive from from Mercedes. Yeah, you you want to get on top of issues quick for them because you don't want it to slide. As soon as it slides, you know Aston Martin is going to be right there, and if early indicators are anything for the rest of the season. They're going to be the one that's really pushing Mercedes and Ferrari for that second spot. So, and they're they're totally you know Ferrari and Mercedes they want to be that in the top spot. Getting second place, you know, it's nice, but that's not where they want to be. They want to be at the top spot. Aston Martin, they just it feels like they're cool to just be the chaos. They're cool yeah. to just come in and yeah, we'll be second or third, but we're gonna make all you other teams sweat while we're doing it, and that that's kind of a, the sweet spot to be in because it's not there's not there's no pressure on Fernando Alonso to win another world championship. Well, Would they, it be cool to see? Yeah, absolutely, but it's not like it's a do or die situation for him. Well, for a con- from a constructor's perspective, there Aston's the only team that has only has like. Like, sorry to Lance Stroll, only has one driver that we really expect to be fighting for podiums. Like, we know that George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen are all capable of, they should be up in a podium spot if the car's working for them this week. Lance Stroll, even if they've got the, the third best car, he seems like a guy that might be slipping, finishing like, you know, eighth to tenth. When when Fernando might be you know three yeah to he five. lets the tire degradation get the better of him yeah and uh, and and while we're at it uh, can we just have a moment of acknowledgement for him almost yeeting Fernando Alonso off the track in the first lap of, <laughs> of this race and I have Fernando Alonso's quote uh, <laughs> Lance Stroll hits Fernando Alonso he doesn't he doesn't know who's hit him no you know, they just hit me they could not do that and the engineers go. Right, with checking. And to my knowledge, they did not tell him who hit no. him during the race. At no point <laughs> during the race did they acknowledge that it was Lance Stroll. They were like, whatever, let's just let him cool off. He'll see it. But, I mean, it, he asked it, later on. He said something later on, and they had to, like, kind of play I don't, it off. Yeah, I don't think they, 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 they answered another question but didn't actually acknowledge that part of it. Was Is Lance jealous that, that, you know, he's not daddy's favorite anymore? I don't know. I don't know. These are just questions that people are asking. Around the Aston Martin world, I, I, I think it's 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 reasonable. Um, I, he passed he passed George Russell, and he he had the heat on Lewis Hamilton. So, you know, maybe this is Lance Stroll's year. This is maybe this is the year where he kind of cements himself as, hey, maybe I can be that guy. Maybe I I can be the solid second driver that's learning behind Alonso. I don't have a ton of faith in it, but. Maybe Just he compared is. to the other names on that list, like he's, he certainly is last. He's been around, and you know he's not old. You know he's, <laughs> he 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 had a lot of. He came in as here. He's, yeah, he's not old. He, well, he he came in very young. He's not and, young. Yeah, Jacques, or, or was it uh, uh, Lance Stroll's the next Jacques Villeneuve? Right, he's, he's Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. Technically, I I just think you know it's not. The story's not written on Lance Stroll yet. He still has, you know, th- I think this season could be his defining season one way or another. Yeah, and I, and I think it's exciting now that to, to see him get put. I mean, yeah, it's taken years, but Daddy Daddy got him a good car. Yeah, so let's, and, a, let's and a good driver to learn from. I mean, who better yeah. than Fernando Alonso? Yeah, I mean, he was paired with Seb Vettel the, the, the last couple of years. Yeah, I was going to say, there could be – yeah, but that didn't really help him. I think there could be better dude, mentors I mean, than Fernando Alonso, for the record. You but don't I spend mean, 10 years with 
with Seb and not walk not away learn anything. Little, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on. As time as, as if he's not being here, a little, it feels like Seb was pretty checked out yeah. last year. As time <laughs> as time goes has gone on, I've kind yeah. of started to realize like, oh man, Seb those last couple of years just didn't. But it, it wasn't on, I don't it wasn't him. on like I, the Kimi level. Yeah. No, well, I mean that. Yeah, the, the cars were different too. But no, it, I, it, I think it, Seb it just, was yeah. was uh, was you know upset that the car wasn't as competitive as. as I think when he realized was the car was, uh, was crap, that he he I think he kind of checked out because he knew he was uh, towards the end of his career. I guess the only uh, only other teams we haven't talked about Alpine. One of them. Uh, meh. Solid again, great drive from uh, from Gasly, but uh, I'd be remiss if I did not mention uh, yeah. Esteban Ocon trying to uh, violate every single rule in the book in one he day. Had, so um, we've got to applaud him for that. Yeah, he had a performance. Who, who had a race like that? Was it Signs last year who had like uh, a race similar to that where where it was like four or five infractions? I remember Sonoda me. having one of those. I don't know about yeah, Signs, yeah. but Sonoda definitely had one where, yeah. <laughs> where it was like speeding in. The, I, Sonoda got no. Sonoda got caught for speeding in the pit lane twice in yeah. one race. But oh, oh come, it was it was uh, hilarious. Uh, hard hard to judge him on that. I mean, he had twenty seconds of uh, twenty seconds of penalties. Just a, kind of a complete disaster, but a great drive from Gasly. Uh, encouraging because no one really knew what uh, what we were going to get from Alpine uh, before this race. So it was nice to see that they're not going to be uh, they're not going to be hot garbage. Uh, probably not better than Aston, as Johnny no. Johnny predicted. But you know, hey, we'll we'll give, we'll give him a free pass on that. It's only been one race. Who knows? Uh, and uh, other team we haven't talked about is. Uh, Haas, other than uh, my bold prediction that they will uh, win the Constructors' Championship and Nico Hulkenberg will take the, uh, take the drivers. Uh, I was taught, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I don't really have much nice nope. to say. Very weird week, very disappointing week, but mostly just weird. Didn't feel like anyone did anything too poorly. It just didn't work. It was just kind of an overall catastrophe. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, 13th and 15th, not not where they want to be. I think not where that car is capable of. Um, any other thoughts on Haas? I don't know. I got. Um, I think uh, you know other you know me. Gene Wilder committing war crimes. Well, you know <laughs> you know me that I I I can't jump into anything rationally. I always have to jump in emotionally, and I'm going to say Mick. I feel there's a little bit of vindication for Mick. You know that I think. Uh, he last year left a bad taste in anyone who's a fan of his mouth, and you know to see them both finish uh, not great, you know near the bottom, and you have to imagine that you know if Leclerc and Ocon were both racing, they would have finished worse. You know they they were lucky to get fifteenth and thirteenth, uh, so not good for Haas. Yeah. Uh, that's about all I can say about it. <laughs> I'm not going to try to rip on them too much because, I mean, what else can you say? Hulkenberg looked good in quality, looked good in testing. I think it was I think it was mostly just a bad a, a bad race overall for uh, for a, the Hulk, team Hulkenberg. Uh, not quite Hulken back, but I think he's going to he's going <laughs> to yeah. surprise some people. Um, I think I think we're going to see I, he, they're they're kind of getting expectations low. And then Hulkenberg will be back, and I think Haas is going to make some noise, maybe fighting up for uh, for maybe seven plates this year. Yeah, I think it might be a tough year for Haas just in terms of the fact that this might be the tightest midfield race we've seen in a while. How are they going to bring it in? 
the, exactly. We've got a, we've got yeah, Nico Hulkenberg. What else do you need? Yeah, we've we've got Williams finishing in the points. You know, on the first race day of the year. I mean, come on, like it, it's going to be tough sledding for Haas, but I think they're definitely capable of, uh, of you know pulling off that six seven middle of the midfield kind of uh, position. Seven's see. probably my 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 ceiling for them, but yeah. You know, I don't know. It's it's it, 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 they're they're really making it hard to get excited after that 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 race. But I, I, I still I still got to get my hopes up. Are we ready to get into a little bit of rock star and a little bit of wanker <laughs> or a lot of bit of wanker? I don't know. All right, this week feels week, kind of obvious. It, it, well, of, of course it's obvious, but some weeks are obvious. That's that, it's on you. It's on you, the host. To, to give the people okay. what they want, you know, maybe bring some bring bring some excitement to their I'll, I'll do the obvious ones, and I'll let Johnny come in with the hot No, you hot do the obvious course. one. You get, you get one. Okay, well, Rockstar of the Week, Fernando Alonso. I think that should go without saying. I think he he looked great all weekend. He, you know, he it, it feels like kind of old times a little bit. Like, here's this salty Spanish guy that's coming in to... <laughs> <laughs> just you know, kick ass and take names, and I thought he was the best driver of the week, and the his, most impressive his, driver. Of his the week. radio messages. I mean, I did the uh, the the. He hit me. They cannot do that. But also, when he was passing the Mercedes, the, yes, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible, uh, J- Johnny. And it, who we got? Uh, just for the sake of being different, I'm going to go ahead and um, give my rock star to Max Verstappen. Uh, That's someone had to. Yeah, this I mean. guy, everyone, everyone hates me. I know, uh, but I mean, you know, he went out, he killed it, he did his thing. You know, man on a mission. He's looking to defend his world title. Um, finished, um, you know, ahead of Checo by only ten seconds. But I mean, the, the second best Red Bull is probably better than. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like any other seconds, car this year. Yeah, so it feels like twelve seconds almost is a, a massive yeah, gap. Finished, like yeah, he finished forty seconds ahead of he finished forty seconds ahead of Alonso, like almost a, a full damn minute. I mean, it's, it feels that's like, impressive either way you cut it. It feels like Max is in Mario Kart, and every time he hits one of the mystery boxes, he gets a star. Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> how, somehow, that's how it feels. The like. blue shell never hits him. Yeah, and yeah, never hits. I would love to have. He just keeps getting stars and stars and stars and just p- keeps going ahead. Of, and, yeah, you can't really fault him because yeah. he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, he's just like, perfect. He's like that clinical striker. He's like Erling Haaland. Yep. You know, you managed to score five goals yep. in a game. And none of them were yeah. impressive. <laughs> but but again, it, it goes it goes beyond like it like it wasn't Im- like impressive like if if you didn't really know much about Formula One, you watch that race, you wouldn't think like Max did anything impressive because you didn't see him pass anybody. But it's nope. like every yeah. it's all the other things. It's it's his positioning. It's Erling Holland always being in the right place for the rebound or the right place for the cross. That's, that's what yeah. Max does. He puts himself in a position to win. Never puts a foot wrong, and that's how you end up beating your teammate by twelve seconds in the third place by forty. You know, it's yep. just kind of disgusting. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna kind of, kind of piggyback on Dean, but I want to give mine to uh, the Aston Martin drivers as a whole, and I guess just the Aston Martin team. I think we've praised the team plenty for the moves that they've made and how quick that car is. Now they've done a great job making it competitive. We've talked about Fernando Alonso and the great week he had, but what we haven't mentioned uh, yet is Lance Stroll having his uh, injured wrist game, you know, oh. for the history books. Yeah, like, like let's be honest, like probably shouldn't have driven. He had to get helped out of the car, I think during uh like after practice sessions and it's like 
that's dangerous. Like we, you know, we really shouldn't be shouldn't shouldn't be allowing that to happen. Uh, but he goes out there and puts out a P six. Like that's that's not bad. That's a great performance from Lance Stroll, and with that hurt wrist, I think just uh, a gritty a gritty week for Aston Martin. I mean, in every sense of the word, gritty a gritty podium from Alonso, gritty performance to prove that they belong as a team, and a gritty drive with an, an injured wrist for for Lance Stroll. At, at one point during practice, they were like, uh, like uh, take it easy on turn one so you can go harder in at turn two, and he's like, I, I can't because of my hand. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna have to deal with it. So I want to give my praise, give, give a little a little bit of, of praise to, to Lance Stroll after I kind of bashed him earlier. That's all we got. Moving on to some, uh, some some wanker of the week, uh, which should be a, a little bit more exciting, I guess. I don't know. No, there's a clear wanker, too. Who am I kidding? Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Our boy, Esteban Ocon. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. If you were going to say someone else, then I'm going to say It doesn't Ocon. have to be a guy. It can just, it, it, it's more of a feeling, you know? Yeah. It can be anything. Well, yeah, McLaren as a team, you could make a case for it, but I'm going to say <coughs> Ocon. Um, you know, some of those errors, they're just, they were boneheaded errors, you know, not being at the correct uh, starting, starting position. Starting position, yeah. And, you know, speeding through the uh, pit lane, you don't see the good drivers do that. It doesn't happen, you know, you know to the, the best drivers. And if it I does. I mean, the cars have a, a pit speed limiter button yeah, on them. Like, yeah, exactly. So. You didn't I, even line think, up the car properly on the grid. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so he it just and then he uh you can't really blame him but he didn't serve his penalty right remember that was the other part of yeah. it and no, it's absolutely hilarious that he gets a penalty for starting wrong comes into the pits serves his penalty incorrectly yeah and then gets a penalty for speeding in the pits when coming to serve the penalty for incorrectly serving the first penalty i mean and, that's that's great and stuff. incorrectly serving a penalty correct me if i'm wrong but that's a penalty unto itself as well right well yeah that that's what he was coming in to serve yeah. the next time was no. to serve the penalty for not waiting the full amount on the first yeah, penalty. yeah. <laughs> so exactly so it just the mistakes compounded for him, and I like him, and I like Alpine as a team, but I would be remiss to put anyone else as wanker of the week. He def- definitely deserves some mention. Or, I mean, what, is, what does the award exist for <laughs> for not exactly the sequence that we just described? Exactly. Johnny, Johnny? who you got? Uh, you know, I through no fault of his own, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to give it to Fred Vassour. Vassour. Uh, the new new team principal over at that Ferrari. was that was what I thought was the obvious one. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this guy, you know, he was um, all off season long. He's being shopped around like he's he's Aaron Rodgers leaving the the, the Packers, and, <laughs> and he ends up at Ferrari, and, and you know, he's with with that with his name, he you know brought a ton of promise and hype, and they failed to deliver entirely. You know, kind of. Air, airballed c- completely, and it was kind of embarrassing. So you know, uh, a- apart from I, I would have gone with Ocon as well. You know, it's very slim margin there, but uh, mm, not a great start to life at Ferrari. One thing, for, for one thing we didn't mention about Ferrari too is, you know, Signs got passed by Fernando, and Lewis was very close to him. You know, a couple more laps, and he might have caught him. So it didn't look like. Ferrari as a whole were that strong. So well, that was I, my wanker of the week was going to be Ferrari as a yeah. whole, not just not just putting it on Fred because 
overall, it was like, okay, so signs didn't look great. Nope. Leclerc looked pretty darn good, but then he retires 40 laps into the season with, again, the same engine component that failed him that they replaced. Already used up his allocation for the year. He retires, <laughs> and then the second driver, I mean, yes, signs. I, I don't know exactly what it was if he was just struggling with the tires, uh, like considerably more than Leclerc. But signs com- uh, compared to Leclerc, signs was having a completely different race, and not in a good way. It was nope. they, two yeah. different races fighting two different uh, kind of Lewis like, would have caught him. cars. Give it, like a couple more laps, Lewis would have caught him. Yeah, and I was almost kind of rooting for that to happen, like towards the yeah. the last five or ten laps that where where it became clear that like, oh well, okay, so signs is cl- like you know in good position, but if he makes a mistake, Lewis will get him. It just. I, I almost wanted that to happen to just cement how bad of a week it was for Ferrari. Um, yeah, yeah, Carlos Sainz uh, on on the hot seat for us after after one race. Uh, you know, not not the real hot seat, but he's on the watch list. It, it is notable how just okay he looked. It really wasn't anything better, and that was the mid. best thing that Ferrari had going for him was was as, as the kids say, mid. he's mid. Yeah, was signs looking mid? as the kids say, and that was the most positive part of Ferrari's weekend. So Ferrari, I mean, honorable mention to, uh, to McLaren, which, which Dean threw out, but yeah, I, I just don't see how it gets much worse for, for Ferrari than, than what happened this week, other than double DNFs, obviously. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. You know, Fred, Fred, Frederick Vasseur is kind of just the figurehead for Ferrari, so that's why I, I want the blame on him. But yeah, ultimately... Ferrari as a whole. It, it's a systemic failure from top to bottom. <sighs> My whole point before the season was that Vasor was going to come in and right the ship and that all the all the right pieces were in place. They just needed the right leader. And this is not a good start. Maybe maybe they'll come back. I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. We're going to do still do our thing that we did last year where we're after three races. We're going to we're going to reseed and, and see. Uh, See where things shake out, but it's it, it's not looking good. I will say this: it, you know, with Leclerc taking the, you know, ten place grid penalty, it would be cool to see him just charge through the field and get a bunch of overtakes, you know, for the highlight reel. Yeah, I, it's I'm be always fun, a big fan of that. The the problem with when coming from the back like that is that is that his best case is now like the po- best case probably third third place. If yeah. he has like an absolutely flawless race, that's kind of the best case because he, we don't know if he can even battle Max if, if if he starts on pole. Let alone having to work his way through the field. Max is going to be twenty thirty seconds ahead already. It's just it, it's frustrating that they're coming from a hole already. I'm just saying I love a good overtake highlight reel. So. Yeah, we we saw um, uh, Max and uh, Leclerc both took uh, massive penalties last year at Spa when we were yep. there, and Max won the race like comfortably yep. from the back. So. No, I, I love that. I, I get it, but from for I trust Max to do that way more than I do any any Ferrari at this point. We're going to move on to to uh, Saudi Arabia. Ooh, let's do it. All right, the 2023 Saudi Arabia Grand Prix from Jeddah. Uh, I believe this is the the third year that this race is taking place. It's the fifth night race, uh, or you know, one of five night races. Obviously, it's the first uh, or second of this season um, on the calendar. Starting 21, it, it's been our thing. We always go through and try to figure out who are the last five drivers to win this race. This one's easy, guys. It's only been two. It's only been around for two years. Max Dean, and Lewis. you think you got it? Max yeah. and Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who won last year? 
Max. Max, Max and Lewis in 2021. Congratulations. Round of applause, guys. We nailed was it. Was it last year or the year before where there were literally like drone strikes and, and missiles going on? I think it was last year. I think that was last okay. year, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'd almost completely forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> like in the distance. There, on, there on almost the wasn't a Jetta yeah. last year. <laughs> like the circuit. Forget the race. There almost was not a Jetta circuit. Like it. The whole the whole thing almost went out the window. Uh, yeah, pass winners. That's an easy one. We've already we already know that we've got Leclerc taking a ten place grid penalty in the second race of the season. So uh, not good for Ferrari. My bold prediction: Mercedes will get a podium. Yep. Lewis Hamilton will get a podium. That's my like uh, lukewarmish take. It's it's hard to have really like any any extra context for this. Apparently, they made some changes to make it safer with all the high speed street circuit nonsense. Uh, any other any other hot takes on, on Jenna? Because it's, it's going to be a quick segment. Yeah, uh, I could see. I I don't know why, but I I'm seeing another Charles DNF in just another disastrous week for Ferrari. Um, I think he's going to be overcompensating. Dude, yeah, that grid penalty. He's going to be overcompensating, working that car, trying to make up places, and something something's going to go out of whack. I, I'm calling it now. Dean, any hot predictions? Logan Sargent gets a point. I think he fights his way into 10th point. Let's go. I think he gets the second race of the season. He's coming out strong. He's saying, I'm I'm here to stay. So I I think he's going to fight his way through. I think there's going to be some shenanigans. There might be some DNFs. It might be Leclerc. It might be someone else. I think the cards just lay right for him, and he squeezes in and gets that point. And that's Couldn't be me with an American himself. flag wrapped around my neck for one point at Jeddah for in Saudi. We need an American taking a point in Saudi Arabia. If there's I, one thing we love, yeah. it's coming into the Middle East and messing stuff up. Yeah, I mean, and the Saudis are—they'll they'll be cool with it. They—they like—they like Americans. They—they they pay the <laughs> WWE a lot of money to come there every year. <laughs> Liz, they stole all our golfers. Exactly, they got, they got <laughs> oh, all God, the golfers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming off the players' championship from down here in Sawgrass this they, week. Yeah, yeah so live, live. hot topic. Yeah, Logan. They're Sargent, not going to be rolling back the golf ball. Certainly he's, not. He's getting that point this week. I'm calling it now. All right, who uh, who who has the the, the biggest crash? Obviously, we hope every, everybody is going to be safe uh, for, from all of these crashes. I think safety's come such a long way, and with the, the changes they made to the track. Should be even more so this year, but but who bins it bad this week, in a in a safe way? Yuki, prob- I, probably Yuki. Yuki. <laughs> Yuki. answer. Took the name right out of my mouth. <laughs> probably leaving the pit lane, just very <laughs> nonchalantly. Doesn't see the first turn. Ninety degree right, turn look. into the wall. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin this. We're gonna go all in on Yuki. That's not even who I. I didn't even have anyone in mind. But let's go. The three, three Yuki's. All Yuki's on the board. Uh, that's that's all I got. For I Jenna. got a dark. I got a dark horse. Okay. I could see a Haas crashing too. I don't okay, know which that was, one. That was that was second. That was a uh, second three. Yeah. But I didn't want to have to. You know, a real Sophie's choice picking between which. Driver and I was, and I was it would say was it would suit crash. my Mick vindication agenda. Yeah. So. I'm, Maybe even a Haas on Haas crash. A little oh, God. Oh, God. don't yeah. don't get me excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick smiling. In the Can you imagine the phone call with Gene and Gunther after a Haas on Haas crash? Oh, God. I think they'll, they'll still be hung up on the whole war crimes debacle. But, you know, yeah. that's, that's a discussion for uh, for our second podcast. You know, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, that, the war crimes are not for the main channel. Airing uh, on Truth <laughs> Social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Catch us on, yeah. 
I don't want to promote any of these places. I'm kidding. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> We're not on there. All right. That's all, that's all we got for Jetta. We'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week.